Why women shouldn't work. Oh man, I'm probably going to get some hate for this. But, you know, I don't mean this from a place of restricting women. I mean this from a place of bettering women. Here's the thing. It's not 1950 anymore. Women have a lot of opportunity. And there's a couple of things that come with this. Number one, women can earn the same amount of money as a man. Well, almost, right? At the lower levels, yes, women can make just as much money as a man. There's there's no such thing as a woman doesn't earn the same dollar as a man. That's not true. Okay, so get that out of your head. That's been debunked for years. The big thing is, though, at the highest levels in the billionaire area, all the women that you see in the billionaire area have really acquired their money either through divorce or by pushing their sexuality out. None of them are really heavy business moguls. And some of you can equate this to saying, oh, women didn't have a head start or didn't have generational wealth or you know, they didn't have that that background of women being in business and they just started getting that. And that in itself is a whole deep dive, but that's typically not true. A lot of billionaires are still being created from nothing today. The big thing I wanted to say is that women aren't necessarily meant to be in the workforce and be grinding at a nine to five and just come home to their children and then take care of the family. Like That's not what women are meant to do. And a lot of people will get angry at this. A lot of people will say, no, I'm perfectly happy at my nine to five. I'm perfectly happy doing this. I love building my boss babe empire. There are so many women that have worked for me over the years. And I remember if they're younger, you know, and they're 20, 21, they're like, I want to drive the car you drive. I want to make the money you make. I want to have a bank account like yours. And I'm like, great. But five years later, a lot of these women come back to me and say, you were right. This isn't as fun as I thought it'd be. I want a man to come into my life and take care of things. As you get older as a woman, really as you progress through their tw your 20s, you're going to start to crave family. You're going to start to crave children. And there's a change that occurs. Typically when women are young, their satisfaction and value in life comes from the verification and validation of really men. And this is unfortunate, but this is true. Women draw a lot of their power and happiness from men taking interest in them. And for people that simplify this and say, no, that's not true, you just don't really look at the world in the grand scheme. A girl is quote unquote more valuable than another girl when she has really high quality male suitors after her and she's able to retain them. That is really what signifies a high quality girl. And on the flip side, let, let's look at the flip side. That's the same thing for men. A man that is able to attract high quality women into his life and retain them is a high quality man. That's really what I look at. So you have to understand that we are still very biologically wired and our evaluation of one another is in reproductive capability. And moving past that in the social construct of it, our value in the world is not only in reproductive capability, but reproductive capability that helps us build in a capitalistic environment in the modern world that we're in today, which requires intelligence, empathy, care, nurturing. Like It requires us to build with partners that are high quality in all other aspects as well. So your value as a woman is your ability to acquire high quality men, but that, that starts to change because as you get older, your looks will naturally fade. And so you're going to start to shift this. And sometimes women do this defensively, more so to kind of rationalize to themselves that you know they're still valuable, but realistically, most women do it out of a hormonal urge. There's a massive change that occurs where you will want to have children, you will want to have a family. You will look at your friends getting married and living a very comfortable life and you will want that more than anything else. I know so many women when they're young, they're fantasizing about boss babe stuff, flying around, traveling the world. And I know women that are you know in their 30s that just look at wedding videos and 
watch movies and they're like, man, I want that. It, it is completely 180. It's completely 180. And so having a family is really, I think, the ultimate purpose in life. That's why I've geared my life the way that I've geared it. You know, I want to have a family. I want to have children. And I want to be able to, to really enjoy that in abundance. And I think as you get older as a woman, the most powerful thing that you can do is create life. I think the most powerful thing that you can do as a woman, period, is create life. And that in itself is a huge biological constraint. Because women have the ability to create life, they also lose the ability to do other things. They have less muscle mass. They are not as durable under you know harsh weather conditions. They are wired differently hormonally to really take care of that child because raising a child inside you for nine months is not a joke. Even in the animal kingdom, women have a super long pregnancy window. It's huge, it's almost a year. It's not small whatsoever. And also human beings require a lot of care when they're new. A lot of animals can just get up from day one. Like you see gazelles, they're up, they're running, they're moving from day one, they're going. It's crazy to think that. Human beings take time to even walk, to even talk. But animals, like look at the African safari. It, it's a brutal environment. It's a killer be killed environment. Human beings are required to be raised in an environment of care, shelter, we need clothes. Like we are very fragile as we are born. And so the process of raising a child is literally a commitment that a woman has to make more so on her end because the child really needs the mother. And so here's where I go back to this idea of women shouldn't have to work or women are not meant to work, right? I'm not saying that women are unable to work, like we should ban women from working. That's not what I'm saying. I think that every woman should be able to build a little bit of financial stability. And I actually talk about this in my seven layers of life where women should be able to build a level of financial stability. God forbid her situation with her man or her partner is miscalculated and it doesn't work out the way that she wanted it to. She needs to be able to move away, step away, and really do things with her life because if she is completely financially dependent on a man from complete A to Z, then that man can act crazy, do whatever he wants to do, and she is a slave and prisoner just to stay alive under that man. So she needs to have a little bit of money saved, and she needs to have some level of financial backing, which can come from her, or it can come from her parents, or typically a combination of both. But once you're past that, I don't think any sane woman will want to work for the rest of her life. Like, there's a difference between masculine and feminine energy. Like, I love working. I love focusing on my purpose. I'm dedicated to something bigger than, than, than me. I enjoy paying the bills for people. I enjoy doing those things that are very chivalrous. I enjoy sending my mom money. Like, it makes me happy. It really does. And I like the idea of providing. It makes me feel good. I like paying for things. I like earning money and working hard. The, the mere hormone of testosterone itself, you, you can do studies on this where they've looked at men that have high levels of testosterone, they engage in more risk-taking and more stressful behavior. And so risk-taking and stressful and all this stuff, it really comes down to business, entrepreneurship, and working in a tough environment. Men are not meant to sit at a nine to five job at a desk, but they are more capable of doing so, right? They are more, they are more built for that. And if you look at industries like plumbing, carpentry, and obviously any real union work, it's 90% men, bricklayers, masons, like they're all men. There are not a lot of women doing those jobs. Why? Because women really can't hang with the guys on that. Men are just three, four, five times more efficient than one you know, woman. So men are built 
for infrastructure. Men are built for labor. Our, our society today could not exist if men were not working. Now we're transitioning into a society where there's more information and more data, and that's where women have really come into storm and have really been allowed to kind of come into the workplace. I think that if you were to go back in times in the 1950s, seriously, I think this, and you were to say, hey, women can work, women would still not be able to do any of the jobs, the majority of the jobs, because there was no place for computer analytics or software engineers or all that kind of stuff. Women would be able to work in the medical field per se, but even in the medical field, male nurses get paid more. They, they're desired. Why? Because when CPR and compressions are required, it requires a lot of force and moving patients, lifting them up. Like It's just not feasible for a lot of female nurses. I know female nurses in my own life, and they're very, very strong women. They still require help to move certain patients and to take care of patients. Sometimes you got to have a guy around. And having a guy around, that physical capability is just very essential. We're not in a society today where robots can do the physical labor. And I do think that women have a great potential with their mind, but I think that that energy needs to be focused on raising a child. And this comes from my childhood as well. This comes from my own experience. So let me explain. My father passed away when I was younger. My mom had to go and work. I didn't see my mom that much. And my mom was a wonderful mother. I learned from her because my mom did everything that she could in her situation. But my mom was not available for me all the time. She wasn't there at the games. She wasn't there at the after school clubs. She wasn't involved with what I was doing. She honestly didn't really know what I was doing a lot of times. And as a kid, it's cool, but it's not always beneficial. And so I think a lot of times if my mom was more involved, maybe I would have turned out a little bit different. But I think that women should be involved with their children. I think that a mother should be involved. I think a father should be involved to some degree too, but one parent in, in, in some circumstance should be involved. Idealistically, both. But in today's society, somebody has to work, somebody has to do things in order to pay the bills. And I would say that that role is much better suited, much more suited for a man than a woman. And I remember being picked up and, and getting rides from my friends' mothers and, you know, like I'd go with them and she'd be driving around in her car and, you know, their lunches would be packed. Like, it was just very nice to see and I envied that. I really did. I felt like I was all alone. I think that the future generations of today's world will be very, very unempathetic, uncaring. They will get into bad habits. They will start to, you know, not treat each other very well because they don't have that feminine energy in their life. They don't. You need a woman to teach that. I, I, I firmly believe this. I think that a man teaches discipline. And obviously, if you look at the statistics, if having a, a man in the house reduces the rate of crime, reduces the rate of you know uh, early pregnancy, it, it does a lot of amazing things. This, the studies are absolutely insane. The, the risk of crime and going to jail and you know getting uh, lower grades, it's the same in a two-person household than the same in a one-parent household with a male. So men are really the discipline figure, but they don't really look at all the other parts of it. Those studies don't look at the feminine role. And so while these studies really highlight the importance of a male figure in life and how men, they are, in a, in a sense, they argue that men are the most essential parent, I would argue that women are just as essential, but in different ways. Women teaches you softness, kindness, empathy, nurturing behavior, really how to care. A mother's love is unconditional. Not only is it unconditional in the sense of the definition of social constructs, but biologically, women secrete oxytocin during childbirth and breastfeeding. From day one, a woman cares a lot more about the child than a man does. So women are really the ones that are the backbone of the household when it comes to the emotional understanding of it. And I always say this, like you can go work a job as a woman. You can be a good mother and you can be a good employee, but you ain't going to be great at either. 
because you're gonna work nine to five at a job and you're gonna be a good employee, but there's someone that's gonna pick up those extra four hours and work nine to nine. And you know, and every week when they're working five, six days, they're basically getting a whole other day ahead of you. Multiple days ahead of you. You know, they're working an extra four hours in two, three days, they're doubling you up. You're not gonna compete with them. Even if they're not as intelligent as you, even if they're not as smart, you're not gonna keep up with them. And if they are even remotely close to you, they're going to blow past you in the environment. So working a nine to five and then coming home to your kids when you're exhausted, when you're tired, you're not gonna be able to give your kid that raw level, high level energy because kids are a lot of energy. You need to be mentally sharp to raise a family. Your kids copy you. So if you're not mentally sharp, your kids are gonna copy someone that's not on their A game. And that's bad for the child. And on top of that, you're not gonna be aware of what's going on because you're just not gonna have the energy to do things. You're not gonna have the energy to police them. Correcting your kids takes energy. Sitting down with them and explaining things takes energy. So that's one portion of it. And then you come home and you're a good mother. You're not available all the time. A great mother is completely dedicated to her kids all the time, every day. Her kids, her husband, all that. But you can't do that. And then you're not gonna be good as a partner in a lot of senses too. Like, And I say this and people don't understand. You're working a nine to five and then you're coming home and you have to take care of kids and you have to, let's say you have to split the responsibility with your husband. Like, Let's say you both work a nine to five. And in today's economic climate, yes, it's very hard to raise children and, and both not work, I, I agree. But where is the time for fitness? Where is the time for self-care? Where is the time for looking your best? Like you're going to fade in the way that you look. And this is gonna decrease your attraction that your partner has towards you. And that is a very dangerous thing. Men are sexually driven. Men need that release. And so for the man too, it's also like, dude, what are you doing? You're allowing your wife to degrade. You're allowing your wife to deteriorate and you're allowing your wife to end up more masculine and, and just really age. For me as a man, I would want my wife to look the best way she possibly could be. Not only for my benefit, but for her benefit as well. I don't want her to go through stressful things. I don't want her to encounter a lot of difficulty. In order for one partner to be comfortable and happy and really like secure, another partner has to go through stress, has to suffer a little bit, and has to go through pain. And I think that as men, we are put on this earth to see how much we can take, how much we can endure, and how much we can really suffer because a man is built for war. We are built for war and hard you know, labor, like really that's what we we're built for. And many men now wanna enjoy this sassy comfort life. And I'm like, that's not what being a man is. It's not just about being macho all the time. You can feel your emotions. You can pamper yourself. You can take care of yourself. I think that you should. It's not about smelling like a, a, a pile of garbage and being overweight and having a bunch of hair just coming out ungroomed. That's not what I'm talking about here. But it's about Allowing your woman to really be her best self, to really be in her feminine. I, I don't think a lot of men talk about this. This is not me pandering to women at all. This is genuinely what men should want. I would want my woman to look her best, be her best, be completely dedicated to the kids, be involved in everything. I don't want to have to get a call from my babysitter saying, yeah, your son tripped and fell, but he's going here. I want a call from my wife saying, yeah, he tripped and fell, but he's fine. I got some dinner on the uh, table. Um, I didn't, wasn't able to get the groceries. Could you grab something? Because I had to take care of him. Like, that's what I want. I want that coordination. I want that partnership. And I think that every man should want that as well. And there are so many women that are in the workforce now that are still struggling. They are working, 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 boom. They get pregnant, right? At some point, they're gonna have a child. That is gonna completely divert them from whatever they're doing in work. It's a bad sign for an employer as well. Like strategically speaking, if you're an employer and you have a woman that works for you and a man that works for you, and this woman then has kids, dude, you're not gonna see her really get involved for like 
really a year she's going to have to deal with the pregnancy and some women can say oh like i can still work blah 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 blah. there are women that have worked through pregnancy my admin actually has worked through her pregnancy but i'm gonna tell you this right now there were many days that i'm like yeah take off do this do that do that because i pushed her to do so she's like no i can work no i can work no i can do this no i can do this our admin for our financial firm she worked through her pregnancy and she wanted to work and i'm like no take time off listen to your body enjoy yourself a little bit take this this time to really feel yourself out you're never going to be in this situation again your first pregnancy is very different you know it's the first time you're experiencing this so maybe if something goes wrong you need to be there and obviously in our position and in, in, in the position that i put her in she has the ability to kind of take time off and do things and now that she had that child i've hired other people to help her in that role so she's not working as intensely as she was before and she's blessed to be able to, you know, really take time off. And her, her husband actually works with us as well. And so he's able to provide at a high level. And so she still does work here and there and checks into the business and stuff like that. But raising her child is her full-time goal now. It is completely shifted. She was a workhorse. She was completely dedicated to the business. I could call her any hour of the day and she would be like, yeah, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up. But now that she has a kid, she's more focused on her child. And I don't blame her. Because you know what? She frees up time for her husband who works with me, who's one of my partners in our financial firm, and that allows him to stay focused. There's there's a difference here. You got to understand this. That man now has to work, and he, he's more motivated to work than ever because he has a child and he has a, a kid to provide for and lead an example for, and he also has a wife to support in whatever she wants to do. And she's more motivated than ever to be a good wife, and I, that's, that's how I would want it. I don't look at it as, man, I lost this employee, blah, blah, blah. I'm not disgruntled by the fact that she had a child. But strategically speaking, you know, it, it did take, it did t have, require me to hire other people. It required me to fill that position. And not every business can just go in and fill a position. So strategically speaking, as a business owner, would you rather hire the young male that's very, very aggressive and driven and focused, filled with testosterone that wants to blow up in business? Or do you want to hire the female that really wants to settle down at one point and have a family and, and children? which will effectively take her out of the work environment to some degree. Think about this strategically. There's another reason why men are more optimized for the workforce. Also, when men come to me in work, they don't come and just say, yeah, I just wanna make a little bit of money. Dude, men come to me and they're like, I wanna make a million a year. I wanna make a million a month. I wanna make crazy money. I wanna make your money. That's what they say. Women don't come to me like that. They say, I just wanna have a good job. I wanna be able to travel. I wanna have benefits. Like that's the way that women come to me a lot of times. There are definitely that 1%, 1% of women that will say, yeah, I wanna earn a serious income. I wanna build an empire. But every single guy that comes to me says, I wanna build an empire. I wanna be able to make a lot of money. Very few men say, oh, I just wanna make a little bit of money and I wanna be safe and stable. Like a lot of guys are very aggressive with it. And that really comes down to male and female psychology. So how do we fix this what do we do because here here's another problem that comes into it and I'll, I'll touch on this as well women are now making just as much money as a man that's wonderful and you would think that the two-person household and combining incomes you know we can now make more money and with contraception now we can now have as much sex as we want and we don't have to have a baby and it's you know it's a recipe for success women can now show off what they want they can wear they can wear uh, clothing promiscuously there's a whole movement with feminine rights and feminine you know really ability to do anything in the world but women are now more unhappy than they've ever been historically and it's mind-blowing to see that like even when i first read about this i was like there is no way that's true there's no way there's absolutely no way they are more unhappy than they've ever been before and the if you look at like the 
who is using the most antidepressants it's single women over 40. honestly it is that percentage of that demographic of, of the the population is using the most antidepressants and it's really sad like this is not a good thing this is not a male versus female thing this is a human versus you know the world thing we need to work together to kind of allow each other to survive women are now more unhappy than they've ever been before and it's because women are now making just as much money as a man and you know when women date they want a man that's better than them and so a lot of men are not doing better in that financial category and i've seen this over and over again when a woman is making more than a man she's cool initially a lot of times but she ends up taking tab and she ends up feeling like oh this man is not doing his work she ends up calculating what this man is doing there are very few women that are okay with making more than their man and those that are god bless you but it's rare it's very rare women want a man that's taller stronger more powerful can guide them can lead them can mentor them and typically that really relates to them making more money so so when a man isn't making that money he is seen as less capable i mean in today's capitalistic environment we really evaluate a lot of a person off their income whether we say we don't or not right? i don't look at money i don't look how much you're making yes you do you look at their lifestyle you look at the things that they have and that typically comes back to income and i'm not saying that people are their income but income is a great evaluation factor for someone's success someone's discipline and someone's capability of being functional in a modern day society so now women want a man that's doing more, which really equates to about 5 to 10% because women are now just as competitive in the dating market. Women want a man that makes about 36% more money on average based off the studies than they do. So the average woman is making about $50,000, right, let's say, in the U.S., in the Western market. That really equates to a man making about $70,000. They want a man that's taller. They want a man that doesn't have kids. $70,000, 5, 10, and up, not even 6 foot, 5, 10, and up, no kids, and really clean lifestyle, loyal, right? It's less than 1.5% of the population. And so let's let's pull this back a bit. Let's say it's 5 to 10% of the population. That 5 to 10% of the population of men, which is like nothing, every woman is going for this type of guy. So when every woman is going for this type of guy, that encourages these type of guys to be narcissistic, Machiavellian, and engage in short-term mating strategies because men, their sexual strategy for reproduction is quantity. It's mass production. It's mass proliferation. Women focus more on quantity because a woman can only have one child, you know, for a period of a year, right? A man can have a thousand babies if he wants to. Realistically, you can. It's possible. You can look at Genghis Khan. You can look at history. Men can have a bunch of children and women really can't. And so the top guys are the ones that are supposed to spread their seed because that's how natural selection has wired it. So when all the women are going after the top guy, you know, women get their hearts broken because in, in today's society, it's not like it was back in the day, back in the day, where it's like you would be lucky to be a wife of this man and have, you know, be alongside his multiple wives. Like those days are gone. It's about monogamy. But when you're trying to get this top 1% guy, this top 5% guy, this top 10% guy even, he may not want monogamy because he has the ability to do whatever he wants to do because he's worked very hard to earn that financial caliber and he's worked very hard to be the type of guy he is and he wants to enjoy his abundance of women and so it's like i can understand where this guy is coming from i really can a lot of guys say i work so hard to be here why would i just give it away to a woman that wants to settle down with me and, and wants to be with me it's not like it's not fair to me because she was able to do whatever she wanted to do she was 18 she partied she talked to men and now that she's a little bit older she wants to settle down with me where i've worked all my life to be the man i am today why would I do that? Why would I why would I not enjoy this? Because when I was 18, I didn't get anything. I didn't get any girls. I didn't go out and party. Like this is what these men say. 
and I get it. I really do. Because a man really has that 18-year-old phase that a woman has when he's like 30, when he's built himself out. I remember working at the nightclub and I was trying to, you know, talk to girls and stuff like that. And I would be able to hook up with them, but I would never be able to date the highest quality woman there because they would go date the guys that were 30, 32. There's no way I'm going to compete. There's absolutely no way I'm going to be able to compete with these guys. Just not going to happen. They just have a lot more assets. They have a lot more financial stability. They're more emotionally aware. It's just not going to happen. And so when a man gets to that level, they want to enjoy what they have. And so these women get their hearts broken. They get their hearts broken by these guys because these men don't want to commit. And a lot of women spend their lives trying to chase these guys and tame them down. They don't go for the good guy that wants to settle down with them. They go for the guy that they want to choose but doesn't choose them. So we then have a generation of women that are heartbroken that feel like they've been fed this Disney fantasy and it was a lie because it really is a lie because you're not supposed to always marry the guy that's better than you. You're supposed to – the world is created 50-50 and people are supposed to match up and come together as a partnership. But a lot of women want this – guy at the finish line not realizing that the guy that you get that's finished and that's a that's a fully created product he can replace you like this he can let you go whenever he wants to and there's a lot of women that push this idea of date a rich man date a man that's built out no date the guy that you ha can really build with struggle with him and build with him because then he's going to be much less likely to leave you there's certain situations where he does i'm not saying that this doesn't exist but there are also women that say oh this man is going to look at you as a reflection of his past and he's always going to want to elevate no he's not really look at the characteristics and qualities of a man if he has a good mindset if he wants to grow and build a, a lifestyle success jump on with him because you can help him grow in so many different ways it's not about finding the man at the end it's about helping that man nurturing him being there for him and in the beginning you might have to struggle and work a little bit but as he starts building that life up you can start to take time away you can give him a legacy big thing you should be asking a man what do you want your legacy to be how do you want your kids to, to treat you how do you want your kids to look at you that's the things that you should be asking a man and when you find the right man that has that mindset that's where you really have going to have a life of stability and ease and comfort and Honestly, that's where I see women the happiest, when they have a man that loves them, cares for them, provides for them, takes care of them, and they're also doing the other part of the role where they're taking care of this man in, in the emotional category. See, a lot of guys will say, what do you bring to the table? There's so much a woman can bring to the table that doesn't require finances, that doesn't require work. It's the emotional stability. It's decreasing his stress. It's making sure that he's happy. It's taking care of the children, being a good role model for his daughter, for his sons. Like This is what you should really go for. And I can talk about this topic all day. But my point here with this, the moral of this, the takeaway is I don't think that a woman's role in life is really to work all the time and to grind and become a boss babe. I see a lot of boss babes and they're miserable. They are not happy. And you know, there's a lot of women that come to me that are 40 years old. They're like, I've dominated in business. I've dominated in this area. And I just can't seem to, to really succeed in dating. And it's because in order to dominate in business in the work environment today, it is a masculine mindset. It is a masculine role. It is something where you have to turn on and, and really be in that male male energy. And you're competing against other men. It's an ultra competitive environment. But feminine energy is just being. Feminine energy is calm, it's peaceful, it's controlled. It's a different energy altogether. And when it comes to raising children and understanding them and really decreasing stress, the masculine mindset is not really built for that. It's built for stress, it's built for enduring, it's built for suffering. So when you're trying to raise children, you need that feminine energy. And so <clears throat> I think that the future generations need that feminine energy and we're, we're losing that. Our generations right now are not built with that. That's why you have so many kids doing 
just crazy things, engaging in all this negativity, getting pregnant at such an early age, doing drugs, being violent. We have an epidemic today with children just not focused. They don't even know how to read by eighth grade, ninth grade. And it's because there's a lack of women in the household and there's a lack of mothers that are really involved with their children. I hope this episode helped you guys. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend some time with me. This was a little bit of a longer one, but nonetheless, uh, if you guys made it to the end, it means a lot to me. If you guys ever want to connect with me, you can just message me on social media. And until next time, guys, Sumi out.